Y ahora, 3, 2, 1, hola. The boys are hot today. Will Espanola start it? Yeah, it's also just physically hot in here. I don't know what's going on with this AC. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it, but I hope the audio is a little better than last week. Agreed. We had a fan on last week, so we apologize for that. This time the fan is inside the uh, the vents, but I don't think it's really working because it's pretty toasty. Yeah, that's all right, though. We're here, though. It is uh, back-end show number 16. We got, what is it? What's, what's the date? I never know the date. Ooh, I'm, I'm thinking it's like the, the 13th or 14th. Yeah, it's mucking season, dude, mm. is what it is. And it's it's a fun time. I'm excited. It's it's the season of, uh, obviously, merch. I made the biggest mistake that any merch guy has made is I've over-merched. So I'm wearing back pocket polo merch and then wearing these new hats, dude. And that's not good. I feel bad about that. Yeah, you, what was the uh, snap you sent me the other day? Um, uh, I'm feeling like a little missionary, missionary. spreading <laughs> spreading the word of average. I'm a little like, Jehovah's Witness. I'm a Jehovah's. I'm knocking on doors and telling people about asking people their average quality right now. Yeah, that was that was a great way to start my day when I saw that picture of you. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I go into altar, and uh, Alex Corsell, shout out to Alex Corsell, marketing intern 38, and she's like, "Oh, is it just like National Back Pocket Merch Day?" I was like. Oh fuck! God damn it! <laughs> wearing my fucking polo like this is the first time where I felt bad about wearing our stuff. So just want to be transparent as a as a co-founder, you know, from one co-founder to the other. I want to let you know. I'm gonna do that though, just because I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like wear the I think I'm gonna wear the white shirt, the, the giant B on it, yeah. and then have the hat just to clarify what the BP means. There you well, go. And then you're golden. But uh. Golden. We got new merch. Excited to release that. We got the boat party coming up here on June 29th. If anyone wants to buy tickets for that, head on over to our, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and then there's a link to Eventbrite and scoop those tickets. Boachella, you know, and a lot of people have been asking like, oh, yeah, you guys got any got any deals? Like what? Like any information about this, this, this party, you know, and we got a special band. We can't. We're not going to say it's not that we can't. It's because we're going to we're going to keep it secret. Uh, but we got a huge band coming in hot. We thrive on under mystery. Yeah. We're pretty much entirely mystery, but what we can guarantee is that it's Coachella themed, so bring your just most electric gear, and then we're going to just be having an absolute blast on the Mississippi River. Stoked about it. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a time. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a time. Good well, ad. Well, it's not an ad. Yeah, well, real quick, though, like a, a boat will sink if there's too many people, and there's already a lot of people, so we, we have a limit. So buy your tickets now. Yeah, we got like what, two hundred fifty spots or something, yeah. something like that. I don't know. And a boat can't hold; it'll sink. N- no, it's not gonna sink. We're not. Well, if there's sink. too, if, if there's too many people, it sinks. So, like we we can't sell all the tickets. Dude, I think if we doubled the size, uh, or if we doubled capacity, I don't think we're sinking that. I, I honestly, from an engineering perspective, like Bochella is not gonna sink anything. All right, there goes my ad, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah, there goes my CTA. Here goes my call to action for other people to buy tickets. Look, dude. Forget about it, dude. Look, Forget about it. It'll, the boat will float. We can fit them all. Look, the buy boat's your tickets gonna fl- now. Yeah, boat boat's gonna float. Buy your tickets, dude. I don't, I don't know how else to tell you. Like, if you're just like, uh, if if he, here's the thing, if you're on the fence, dude. If you're on the fence and you're just like, oh, I don't know, like, it, I I just don't know enough. Like, I'm I'm just not feeling it. It's like, okay, first off, it's 2019. You gotta stick your foot in it. And there will be life jackets for everyone. Yeah, if you need one, dude. I don't think we're gonna need one. We're not gonna be jumping off. It's not gonna sink. Yeah, it's not, and it's not gonna sink anyways. So, yeah. and we can guarantee that. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's take your foot in it. 2019. You know, be confident with what you're doing. Yeah, seriously, be confident about it. Stop sitting in limbo. We know you clicked on our stuff. Stop stop sitting in limbo. Look, everybody knows you clicked on our profile, and now you're even listening to this podcast, and you're at the point now where you're in the Twin Cities, you're listening to this podcast now, you're listening to us talk about Bocella, and you're like, ah, I have nothing to do that day. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I love the people that are like, ah, I got a baby shower, and you're like, oh, that's when you, you send a challenge. Oh, you... Oh, you're going to a baby shop and they're like ah you know actually I kind of want to go to Bocella yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. how you know you have a good event that yeah. you're throwing you know that's happening it's happening yeah. Yeah, it's live I have a question about Bocella mm-hmm. um, what would be the event of somebody so you mentioned baby shower what would be the event up to you'd be approving of somebody missing Bocella mm-hmm. so you said baby shower oh. you're out but what if somebody's sister was getting married what if they were getting married when is it acceptable for somebody to miss Bocella uh, you know, a lot of people here in the land of 10,000 love their cabins. Is that a worthy? Is that worthy? No. 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 Every, I've even had people say like, oh, I got to go to weddings in, te- in Texas. And I said, well, ask if they want to come up to the Twin Cities. Just, just kind of bring everybody. I'm totally cool with that, you know. And that's the same. That's a common theme across the board. Like we're, we're going to do an event with all yeah. the, or, or we're going up to something or we got something with a lot of people in it. Well, why don't you just bring them to Bocella? Look, yeah, we... Because we, uh, the boat will float. Correct. The boat's going to float, and I'm not even worried about that. And really what it, what it comes down to is like, yeah, we're, we're podcasters, but we, we can do a lot of things. Do a lot of things. And, you know, if we have to host your bachelorette party on our Bocella, we'll do it. Um, we'll do it the well. Only, yeah, we'll do it well. The, I guess the one thing that I will say that if you had to miss Bocella, I would say... Uh, a couple things come to mind. I would say the first one is uh, landscaping. If you got a landscape in your yard and you got to take care of that, by all means, you got to take care of that. Mm. Second one, trim the hedges. Yeah, trim. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. But I would also say, I would also say funeral. You can't, you can't dodge, you can't reschedule funerals. Oh, that's a little darker. You're putting landscaping and funerals in the same. Not in the same right now. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I am. Yeah, but there are different spots in the bucket. Yeah, let's yeah. just be fair. There are different of, spots in the bucket. It's more of a spectrum. They're just on a similar end of a spectrum. Exactly, right it's yeah. a spectrum bucket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's Thank you, Ty. By the way, yes, we haven't even intro to you. That's fine. Intern Ty, Ty Webb, runs his own podcast. How they're here? Yeah, kids a stud. How old are you? Like eighteen? Twenty. Twenty. Just balling though. Yeah, you're crushing. Or twenty-one. Decides what I decides what I depend to do on Boat Chella Day. Ooh, birthday. Oh yeah. No. Well, yeah. Sure. No, yeah. He's yeah. 21. Yeah. I'm, 21. I'm 21. Well, you're yeah. 21. I'm 21. Confirmed. Here and now. Yes. I'm 21. That's awesome. And he's buoyant. He's floating too. So you will float. There's a life jacket for you. Yeah. Well, I will say I, I'm a pretty good swimmer. So if you want to over, if you want to oversell by one, you don't need a life jacket for me. I'll swim. Okay. Myself. So Thanks, keep dude. that, keep that in mind. If I you're like, oh, we're at that. capacity plus one. Okay. I can, I can swim. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for doing this of course. and welcome to the back end show. I appreciate So this is a, this is a pretty big deal for me. I, uh, I was texting deck and I told him this is the biggest moment of my life and mm. I've been preparing all of my life for this, all of my 21 years of life for this. And yeah, I'm really coming for, I had just listened to show you how much of a fan I am. And this is not brown nosing, but on the way over here, I was listening to the back end 15 show. Mm. This is 16. And you, you told, uh, Mark who, who produced the episode that he was second string producer I, I want I'm 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 gunning for second string producer spot. I'm working my way up the death chart right now. Okay. And I intern Sam heard he was out for two months. 
You're gunning for him. Be a darn shame if somebody took the uh, the number one P spot, uh, the number one producer spot on the uh, on the depth chart. So Whoa. We do need a leadoff hitter. Yeah. And uh, we haven't gotten on base in quite some time. Our leadoff hitter keeps swinging. and uh, Our on-base percentage is down. Down, yeah. <laughs> it's been down. Yeah, and it's it's faltering, uh, our overall performance because of it. Yeah. So we, I, we need some. Uh, we need a consistent leadoff hitter. Yeah, I think uh, you, you really have to look at your producer setup and your producer lineup in your, your podcast as – you know your top four hitters, right? You got you know your leadoff, and then what are the other three names? Well, the second hitter is usually the guy that's going to get up, on get on get to the plate with the most people on base. No, that's the third. Oh, okay. that's, the, that's what they, I used to think. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the second hitter with stati- the modern day statistics okay. has because when you get around, um, it just so happens when you bat around, your second hitter is typically. But the third hitter is the cleanup hitter, and then your fourth is the guy that just usually rakes and hits dingers because you're hoping the bags are loaded and he's just going to okay. smack one. Well, I think fourth is traditionally called cleanup hitter. Mm, I was wrong. always under the assumption. Oh, you're I'm, the baseball guy. I'm wrong? No, no, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Oh, I'm wrong. I thought you called me wrong. No, I'm I wrong. Was a little offended. You're the baseball guy. Yeah. He lay at home. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So, my understanding, you could be right, right about the, the second hitter. My understanding was the third hitter is always your best hitter on the team just because he'll get up. And I, the, you're, you make sense for modern-day statistics about – the second hitter will get up with more people on base more often, mm-hmm. but from like a very short-sighted viewpoint in the first inning, your first hitter, your third hitter, who's your best hitter, is always going to hit. No matter if the first mm. two guys both strike out, your third hitter is always going to hit. Okay. So that's why I usually put the best guy at third, and then your fourth guy is the guy that, you know, in an ideal world, all three guys get out in front of them. Fourth guy, bomb, grand slam, four yep. runs. Okay. So I like you as our leadoff. I think we can get you. Thanks. To that point, you have speed. Yeah, I got, I got here quicker than the map. Said that I was going to get here. Yeah. I was for an ETA of, of six eighteen. Got here at six sixteen. So which I love speed, and I like that's amazing. Thank you, you showing up that like that. God, it just makes my day. I'm like sitting there making a sandwich. Like I'm going to have a sandwich ready for you next time because I, well, didn't know I that. didn't know you're going to roll. In. I typically our producers rolling at six thirty. Yeah, and that's fine because we're that's when we had to be there. But you rolled up at six fifteen, and I'm like, all right, I don't have a sandwich ready for him. I got a sandwich ready for Dak. Next time, though, you're going to have a sandwich ready, and it's going to be a good sandwich. I appreciate it. Well, I'll have to prepare for that because I did eat before I came. I also had a sandwich. So, okay. yeah. Sandwich. Are you a sandwich guy? Yeah, big sandwich guy. I'm, it's my, I'm a go-to. And people scoff at me sometimes because I go, I don't love cheese on a sandwich that's not melted. So, I mean, I could <laughs> I could mess what? I could mess up a grilled cheese any, any day of the week. Mm-hmm. But non-melted cheese is a little disgusting, which I might... <laughs> I might not be let in back in my own state. I'm from Wisconsin, so yeah. the land of cheese. So I might there might just be a, a wanted poster when I get back. But non melted cheese is like so like che- cheese psychopathic sticks. stuff. Cheese sticks out of the game. No, I like che- I don't get it because I like cheese sticks, but that's so processed. It's so like mm. it's such a different texture. I think it's a texture thing. Okay, I don't know. So what? When is the cheese not melted? Typically, just sandwiches, right? Yeah. So I'm a meat and mustard kind of guy. I go. Bread, meat, and mustard. But if I melt the, sa- if I do a little toasted sandwich, you'll like it. Well, yeah. If you want five stars on me, then I would. I'm a toasted sandwich yeah, kind okay. of guy, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty flexible. This goes back to my my lead off my lead off spot. You know, it could be raining, hailing, sleeting. I'm here, and I'm I'm eating what you put in front of me. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to go at all times. Yeah, you're kind of like a garbage disposal, but like a nicer one and more efficient. Mm-hmm. I would also say I'm shocked. First off, uh, actually, no, I want to get back to this. It is the best thing in the world when. You beat out Google or Waze, the Waze yeah. app. If 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 they give you the the arrival time of six twenty and you get there at six nineteen or earlier, you're like, yeah, beat that system. 
I'm a better driver than what they thought I was. Like, so prideful, right? Especially Waze, because Google Maps is a little slower, and I think it's easier to beat Google Maps, but yeah. Waze is elite. Yeah, if we're going to go with, like, the the back pocket um, top grossing navigation apps, I would say, you know, Waze is grossing up. It is the top grossing back pocket navigation app. And I would also say uh, Google Maps is uh, on the come down. However, I will introduce a third map that not a lot of people know about, and it is just navigate yourself. Mm. If you're like, I find myself in this situation all the time where I'm like a little bit out of my area that I know, like I'm on the, I'm on like Northeast Minneapolis or something. Yeah. Like I know I'm in Minneapolis and I know my house is that way, but I don't know necessarily the streets to go. I, I find that when you navigate yourself, you actually just learn the I don't know the, the, the landscape the grid you you figure the grid out a little bit better yeah and I want to be a grid guy that's right? that's that's my problem so I'm not from here obviously and I work down in the, in the suburbs so I have to get down there every day and I have to get back every day and there's it's nice because there's a bunch of different routes so I'll, I'll plug it into I, I just downloaded Waze this week because I never used I never was and I never used it before and I just downloaded it and it's first of all it's incredible I had no idea. And the reason I never used it before, I think, is because I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin, which you can get anywhere in 15 minutes, like mm. legitimately anywhere in 15 minutes. So there's no point to use an app that will tell you about traffic because there just is none. But here, it's nice because you'll, you know, it, it'll pick your spots for you. Right. And it's, it's really great. But I am horrible at going anywhere myself. Like literally every day to work and every way back, I need it. I need directions. And I hate that for me. Well, what's crazy about Minneapolis and St. Paul is there are so many different routes you can go. Because there's an on and off on and off ramp everywhere, and there's so many different highways. It's not like, oh, I always go this way because it's the only way to go. No, you have like a hundred different options, and it's like which one takes me where again, and it drives me nuts. Right, which is why, like on the back pocket again, having to go having to go back to this top chart, like you know, navigating yourself, Google Maps and Waze. I am still confidently saying Waze is at the top, for that reason exactly because, like. Your consistent way home from a certain location in Minneapolis is changing day to day in on Waze's algorithms, dude. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna find you a new way to get home almost every day because of the traffic and construction and all this shit. Yeah, there's like a guaranteed two highways, and then you have like three side roads that routes yep. you can go. Like, there's five different ways you can go everywhere. Yeah, cracks yeah. me up. I took the scenic route today. I took uh, like Minnehaha like Park. I mm-hmm. went past there. Oh, it was yeah. fantastic. It got me home faster because I stayed off the highway. And then I got to see all these people running and biking, and it just got me in a great mood. Yeah. Now I'm here. I are love are that. you a uh, avid biker? I'm not an avid biker. I actually had a bike last year, and then I left it out all winter. I like I it was in a dorm last year, so I left it out all winter, and I went back to like check on it. I'm like, just ah, try and bike the, again. The, the t- the t- <laughs> I'm like, the tires might be flat, but I can fix that, <laughs> right? I can fix that, and I get on it, and like the 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 gears just won't go, and it mm-hmm. it's just like it literally wouldn't move. So I had to I got on my bike flat tires and all and just like pushed to the bike store and just like pushed like a scooter and i got there and they're like yeah it's gonna cost like 500 bucks to fix i'm like this thing's a piece of crap like it you know maybe is worth 50 dollars. so i pedaled the bike back to uh the bike stand and took off my lock and just left it there so it might still be there nobody could have stolen it because it's a pain in the ass to ride yeah so, they're gonna pedal it they're gonna yeah. push it like a fred flintstone right just like moving something yeah. yeah i yeah i have started running though i uh i ran last week i ran i was gonna run three miles and i got to 2.7 and i'm like this sucks so i stopped mm. and i uh but i got the shorts on because i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna go after this you're gonna run home 
No, I'm not going to run home. <laughs> so charged up after this back and jump. We're just going to slap him on his ass. He's going to take him gone. And say, See you, Ty. See you Saturday. See you Saturday, Ty. Yeah. Yo, yo. And then I'm, I'm going to run back. And, um, yo, that's awesome. Will you hit three miles this time? I'm going to try. I uh, I got this nice little route that gets me uh, It gets me all the hot spots of the Minnesota campus. There you and go. It's, uh, it's very scenic. I need to. What so, kind of hot spots are we talking? So yeah. I get over like, the. I run over the bridge, the Washington Avenue bridge with the big painted one. Um, with the the grain belt sign. No, no, no. I mean the grain belt signs in like the distance. What yeah. are you talking about? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like the big cable stay bridge, and you run across there, and then if you take a right, you can go back on the stone no, arch. No, that's not at all. What I'm talking. All about. right, I I got a different route. I got to tell you yeah. about. Washington's over by U.S. Bank, and like. Yeah. No, you're on. Yeah, you're, you're you're north. Speaking of directions, you're right. wrong. Anyway, so I I hop across the bridge, which is fantastic. Uh, you get if you get on the right side of the bridge, you get to see the skyline. So you run into the skyline. On the way back, you come to the other side of the bridge. You run back into campus, which are both great visually. So okay. great, good, good, uh, good to look at. Then I run into Dinky Town. I kind of stop by. I kind of do a little wave to all my friends and, and their apartments, and then I just book it down to university to uh, TCF. And I think to get three miles, I have to run around TCF. So okay, I'll update you all on. I ran eight miles that. the other day. Really? Out of nowhere. Are you yeah. training for something? Life. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I Doesn't I, he look uh, much, much more uh, lean than when you first met him? I wouldn't say that, but I mean, okay. he looked good. He didn't, he didn't look great, though. He okay. didn't look yeah. great. I looked like a, you know, we were talking about cheese sticks earlier. Yeah. I had the body of a cheese stick. Decky cheese stick. Yeah. I was Decky cheese the, stick. The rumblings of a cheese stick were there. Yeah. yeah. It was very processed. It was very just, you know, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just started running. A lot and one day I was running and just missed my turn and it was on Lake Calhoun and it was like at the very beginning of Lake Calhoun I missed my turn to turn around and come back and I was like you know what I'm gonna just run around all of Lake Calhoun and see if I can do it and I did it was well, eight miles it's not called Lake Calhoun anymore oh it's that's problematic sky that's problematic you know what's also pro- problematic is the fact that they didn't rename everything else that was already like named Calhoun something like yeah. we're still calling it uh, Lake Calhoun Square and we're still calling it the Lake Calhoun Apartments and the Lake Calhoun Bike Shop but the l- lake is the Makaska. Yeah, not to mention they they named it something. Makaska. Makaska. That's what it's called, right? Impossible to pronounce. I mean, it's it's tough. It's difficult. That's a tough rebrand. Imagine if they told that is you, such a tough rebrand. Imagine Good point. if they imagine <laughs> if they told you you had to change your name in the back pocket because it was problematic and then you had to. You had to go a completely different direction, but yeah. they made you do something funky. Yeah, a couple with things with hyphenations in them are always harder. And yeah. for, for a person that sucks at pronouncing people's last names, if you give me a challenge to pronounce my company's name, I'm going to be stressing a lot. Yeah, that's when the, your your stress levels rise a little bit more than you'd like. Yeah, and that's not good. That's not healthy. Dude. That's not. It's <laughs> not what I want. No, that's not healthy at all, dude. And <laughs> I would have to sit you down and be like, Andrew. We got problems, we got buddy. Problems. I can tell your mental um, health is struggling. Struggling, dude. Yeah. Yeah, another thing, Ty, you mentioned was uh, you ate before you came here. Yeah. If you know us and you know how we treat you, you would know that we would be coming with hella food because last time we carbed up before our Saturday. Pro- yeah, no protein. It was really good. No protein last time. Well, it was all carbs, yeah. but it. It kept me going throughout the day, which was great because it was a long, it was a long sesh. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it again. On Saturday. Yeah. So what are we, what are we gonna do this time? Because we got some maybe intense mix, interviews. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, intense. I have no idea what even. Actually, we don't have going. any intense. We have one. The our final interview with Coach K, 
which will be out oh. in a couple of weeks, will be I. This is one of the most anticipated podcasts that we've had, probably ever. And I'm yeah. gonna be there. You're gonna be there. Yeah, he's wow. he's a missile. He okay. is a fucking missile, dude. Yeah, that's exciting. It'll be really cool. And then the other two, Eli, comedian, local comedian. Yeah. What's his last name again? Roofer. Roofer. And then Mary Louvour. Louvois. Louvois. Yeah. She's really cool. She's a dance choreographer. She gets like flown around the country to choreograph dances. And then uh, she's just a stud. I don't know. It's yeah. going to be fun. But. What kind of food are we? What, yeah, what are you we, like? What are we feeling? Well, how can we? Give, how can we better? Yeah. How can we be better than hash browns and bagels? I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could screw up some hash browns every time you put them in front of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, did all, you like those last ones? Time. Yeah. Could, no, those I are took super me like good. Thirty minutes to make. Those are, I could. I could taste the love and care. Slave. That you put, <laughs> I could taste the love and care you put into those. Uh, those hash browns. Yeah. I would love a more balanced meal. I think okay. if I were to, <laughs> we'll start there. <laughs> Maybe some fruits. Oh, fruits. Yeah. So if if I were to make like a hierarchy of what I would want, I would say. At the top of this would be protein, but that's expensive. We're balling on a budget. I understand if we can't do protein. We right? can do uh, frozen sausage patties. That would be fantastic. <laughs> we could do a lot of those. Yeah. If you're interested. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll get you sick of frozen sausage look, patties. Look, we'll talk after. <laughs> Your people talk to my people. Yeah, there you go. Sausage patties. Collaborate. Yeah, I would say protein would be one. Two would be fruit. I uh, mm. I don't get enough fruit. I mean, my fruit intake right now is just clementines because they're they're easy, they're cheap, they're easy, and you can get a bunch of them at once. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, fantastic. Are you a berries guy or are you a uh, a melon guy? Literally, no fruit I won't eat. Uh, which one do you prefer though? Uh, ooh, berries, probably in the morning. Berries. I think melon sits a little heavier in your stomach, mm-hmm. so I think that's more of like a as an afternoon evening mm-hmm. kind of thing. So okay. I think berries would be. Those great. are more expensive. Right. <laughs> Something to think well, about. They give me the option, and well, then you're like, yeah, well, well, think about your cafeteria. Hate your choice. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, your your local cafeteria at your school. Yeah. Um, when you go in there to get the fruit selection, it's always cantaloupe and uh, honeydew. Yeah. Because it's the cheapest option, and you never have like strawberries because that there's those are either hard to prepare or don't last long. Don't last long. Stuff stuff like that, and then there's that whole gizmo of raspberries and snozzberries and blueberries, and and boysenberries. Yeah, but okay, Pro, we got that protein and berries. We can uh, we can hook those up. Yeah, I, I don't appreciate you asking me what I want first of all, and then saying how well you treat me on the show, and then criticizing my choice of berries. No, I'm criticizing. Well, I mean what. Um, the, the what berries do for cafeterias it was that, totally that was my intention it wasn't <laughs> okay. supposed to bash you i was just saying it was more of a bash on cafe, cafe what other gripes cafe. do you have with cafeterias i was always a cold lunch guy so i just that whole part of my life just didn't exist okay we ate at a cafeteria every day of our lives at school in school yeah um that's do you not eat at the u like does you have a yeah. cafeteria that's worth anything well i mean i had a meal plan last year but okay. now that i'm not living like in a dorm it's yeah. just more convenient for me to make food and i will say it's probably worse for me to make my own food because i literally have like my arbitrage is like four meals and it's like yeah. a sandwich slash grilled cheese mac and cheese chicken with rice and pizza and that's it and that's literally all I eat. See, we refused to go that route. We went the meal plans and just stocked up on your tasty stir fry and all the other homemade dishes that superfoods. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I miss it every day. And like Andrew and I now try and recreate those same meals, but do it like not as well. But we're getting better. Like I think we're actually doing a little bit better. I think the stir fry is getting better. Yeah. Also, what you didn't realize is Andrew's trying to just do his own bit over here. It was a selfish move on him trying to trying to jump right to. To uh to cafeteria moves you gotta be better by your bit hiding, dude. Yes. Hello, the cafeteria food. Oh, <laughs> and here we are, <laughs> knee slapper, dude. I was Got getting, it. I was going for the knee slapper. <laughs> God, I thought I had him. I hooked that. Yeah, you thought I, I was not fooled, and I was like, I think we got Ty, but 
He was not fooled. He got mad, actually. He got mad. It's all right, dude. All right. We'll come at it with some other angles and see how we do. Yeah. Just Uh, don't worry about it, dude. Okay. Uh, But what we do on the back end show every time is the average quality. Yeah. Um, So we'll start with you, Ty, right away. What is your average quality for this week or forever long you've been thinking about it? Yeah, man. I mean, I, again, so this is my first average quality of my life. So I had a lot to think about and I could hardly sleep last night. I will say, though, it hit me right away on my, on my drive home from my Little League baseball game about my average quality, which would be my, uh, my ability to coach Little Leaguers. <laughs> so let me give you some context here, okay? I mean, the first bit of context is that I coach Little League baseball. I did last summer, and I, I do this summer as well. Last summer, me and my, one of my buddies from high school decided it'd be a great idea to coach a team um, back in Green Bay, and we took second place in that league of, like, 13 teams. So it was, we were first-time coaches. We took second place. It was fantastic. We had a bunch of great kids. It was a lot of fun. This year, we're 0-7. We have not lost a game by less than, like, nine runs. And mm. we roll up to the, the ballpark pretty much already defeated, and it's tough. So my coaching resume is taking a big hit because we cannot win a baseball game. And I'm honestly a little frustrated about it, but very average at it. And it's, Does, it's as, a line, as a lineup change, a pitching uh, structure, I think a little adjustment, a little, t- a little uh, tinkering is uh, necessary. Yeah, we're working on it. The... Uh, I don't have complete lineup control. I, uh, oh, I, no. I'm, I'm more of an in uh, assistant. It's interesting coaching dynamic. I uh, don't want to speak too much about it, but long story short is I don't have complete control. One of those things is the lineup, and I, I might do a couple things differently. Hopefully we uh, can exercise some of those differences on Monday. Next game, 1-7, and seven, what we're looking for. But I got, I got the turnaround for you. Okay. You seem like a good numbers guy. It's not your forte, but you seem like you can, uh, you can put a good graph together. A good pie chart. I could. And I think these uh, there's a lot of statistics out there with the game of baseball. And I know those managers love to see the trends of how your your six-header's doing when he's got a runner on second and a lefty's at the mound. Yeah. And they got a little little shift going. Right. So put together a little little line graph, a little bar chart, whatever you call those things. Some just get your get open an Excel sheet. Excel sheet. And that's and not an advertisement for Microsoft Excel because it could be Google Sheets. But actually, I would actually recommend Google Sheets so you could share it with the management team yeah. when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if you have to export, is it Excel? Like again, all not sponsors. But I think if we started putting a little bit of numbers behind the reason why you're 0 and seven, I think we can make this happen. I think any chart just looks like this. It, that's, that's all you need, dude. We need visuals, but with a few points of where how you want to change the lineup. So right. you, you you tinker yeah. how you're presenting you're pre- presenting it. Yeah. To the way you want to change the lineup. Yeah, and then there's you get persuasion involved here. Yeah. Right? I mean, sheesh. Right. It's, like, sheesh. it's right in front of you. Sheesh. No, I mean, I came into this this summer, I mean, really excited. I still am excited. I show up to every game. I'm like, okay, we can we can win this game. Like, yep. it, something's going to – at some point, we're just going to get lucky. And, like, something's going to happen, and the other team's, like, worst player is going to, like – Get struck by lightning, God forbid. But something's gonna happen. We're mm. just gonna we're just gonna win a game. And look, if a player has to die or get struck by lightning, <laughs> get, get get physically no. injured for you guys to win, no. is that something you want to do? Go on, go on the on this podcast on record yeah. saying. That I mean, too. I don't I don't want to say this camera. I don't want to say you're good, dude. Look, it's just what we have to fight through with our camera. To, it's all right. This, these are the gods telling me that I don't want a six or seven grader to die for my for my baseball team. That's a good point. I, and you did say struck by lightning, and that doesn't mean yeah. that guy's di- dying, but it's the the headline might be hospitalized. Hosp- yeah. <laughs> baseball coach wishes, wishes hospitalization. Yeah. No, I mean, I came into the year just hoping to make a great impact on some kids. I'm hoping to end the year having won one baseball game. That would be fantastic. Okay. Mm. I like, that. I like that. We'll get you one. I think there's a will. If there's a will, there's a way. I think so too. I think you have the mentality to do it. 
Uh, Decky, what's your uh, what's your average quality? Dude? Uh, my average quality this week is uh, adulting, and a little context. You know, you always gotta give context. I uh, there are just like little things about adulting that I wasn't entirely aware of before. You know, like yeah, you gotta pay your rent, gotta pay your bills, you gotta you know do kind of the the general baseline survival tactics of living by yourself, living away from parents. You figure out most of those things in college, but then you know when you get a real job and everything, things change. So uh, a good example would be um, my license plate tags. I just kind of put that to the wayside for what would now be five months and uh, we got dinged for it. Um, wasn't good. Just got them renewed now. I just, my tags still haven't come. The cops are still after me. Did you get another ticket? No, but like, okay. again, you run that risk, yeah. you know. Um, so that's one. And then the other thing was like the whole life insurance thing. I had talked about that at one point on this podcast and, uh, I had, it it got so bad to the point where we were in a situation where a drunk dad with this, a sombrero on was like, you're an idiot for having life insurance. Like we need to sit down and I need to show you the ropes because you're not doing this right. And I was like, God, I thought I was like being a good adult. I thought I was like kind of crushing it, you know, but it turns out. I'm not at all. He did. He did. He did give you some good advice. Uh, I think uh, mentorship life, is key. Mentorship is key, and he, you you were in the place of uh, um, a little knowledge would be helpful. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe bag the life insurance. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't think I need life yeah. insurance anymore. But the tax thing is, I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat. I I'm like, yours was uh, five months ago. I'm like three months ago. Yeah. And but uh, the dominoes fell quick. Yeah, they fell quick. We both got tagged. Uh, I I got tagged the day before, and they're like, "Oh wait, I need. I should check mine." And then that night, you got your ticket. Yeah, um, so it's like they knew. It's yeah. like they back listened to back. back to back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, same nights or I, different nights. I think I, the cops are colluding against this podcast. I just got a, a new car, and I had like a temporary tag for a while, and then mm-hmm. I got my. So it was like a sticker in my window, but then I got a new one or two new ones, and I don't. There's like no screws on like where i want to go like screw them in i'm like i'm sure i've just screwed in and i want to go do it and there were no screws so right now i just have them like jammed in my back window hoping mm. that god forbid i get pulled over that yeah they'll just be like we see you have license plates because right now i'm rolling with no plates which Whoa. i feel like is a lot worse <laughs> All right, than so collectively, plates yeah so collectively on this podcast we are illegal we're drivers illegal. and yeah. to top that off i drove around with no car insurance Ugh. For five months. Look at this. Okay, hold on. We're all average at adulting. Holy, forgot. You didn't have. You just forgot. Look, that's way worse. I <laughs> paid for the first. That's well, it was the worst. It's you pay it on six month blocks, and I paid the first six months. Oh, it didn't renew. No, they. I got. I, I get like the State Farm mail, and I'm like, State Farm. Who the fuck cares? Uh, that's another. That's trash. another thing. <laughs> that's another thing. I like. People are sending me mail, dude. I'm getting mail from. I think like, all mail is trash. No. Yeah. Dude, don't send me mail unless it says like email uh, or text message. And then even, dude, even a phone call. If I don't have you in my in my contacts list, like I'll answer it maybe. But honestly, I'm not gonna answer that either. So, yeah. and if it, like one time, dude, one time I literally answered the phone and it was like, uh, this is the this is the FBI. Like we got a warrant out for your arrest. And I I hung up the phone because I was like, I don't. Yeah. And it turned out they were literally calling me because I did have a, a warrant out for my arrest because I didn't show up to a court date from something. A long time ago, it's like a parking ticket or something. Yeah, but it happened once. I feel like you shouldn't worry about that because, like, if the FBI wants to find you, like, they can find you. Right. Like, if the, if the FBI just knew that, like, my DMs were open and that my, I had, like, like, if you just sent me an email, I'd respond almost immediately. 
Like, well, I don't know why they just don't do that. At FBI yeah. slides into your DMs. If the, yeah, yeah. If, it, it come to my office. As soon yeah. as I see the blue check mark, I'm buying it, dude. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm in trouble. You know, I'm. Or, or maybe they want me to help. Yeah. I can solve their case. Yeah, maybe they want to come on the podcast. I would love to have the FBI in the podcast. Yeah, the FBI. I, we don't just want like a guy in the FBI. We want the FBI. Yeah, and the whole them. bureau. Yeah, the whole <laughs> the whole bureau. And if they don't want to come here, and this is a shout out to everybody in the FBI. If you don't want to come here, we'd be happy to take our podcast equipment to the Pentagon. And we'll go on record with and on, this, on this podcast, we'll go on record and say that. We travel well. Yeah, we do travel. We this perform. is a traveling podcast. We play well in away games. In away games and especially in bad weather games. Yes, we're undefeated in bad weather games. Undefeated. That's fantastic. Yeah. I will say one more thing about the uh, the license plate is... What do you got? In the summer, uh, my car had... Uh, did the camera turn off again? Um, so the one time I had... Or in, in the summer or in the winter, I had my... Uh, let the front of my license plate just popped off because I hit a snow mound or something and uh, literally haven't put it back on. So I'm just riding with a one with one license plate on the back. But I think in Minnesota you're good to go. Can't, Is that okay? That's legal? I have no idea, but I know in some states you can ride with one on one side and one doesn't have to be on the other. Ty, can you confirm or deny on that one? I mean, I'm riding with none on my actual plate side That's and then true. one stuck in my back window. Yeah, you're going with the old, you know, whatever it takes. Hopefully yeah. this works. I will say it's ridiculous that the one thing that doesn't auto-renew, like the one subscription that doesn't auto-renew is car insurance. That's bonkers. Like... All, my Spotify, my net, everything will auto renew, and I'm getting charged for things that I, I don't even use anymore. But car insurance doesn't auto renew. Like, I prefer it auto renews. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Or again, send me an email that uh, my car insurance is not renewing, and click here to renew. Gosh, that should be a business. I think it was there though. It, oh, you missed that one too. I think I missed a lot. I just just didn't have it, and then I got the ta- oh. I got the ticket. And I was like, oh, my tags are expired. I got to buy new tags. And then I was like, you need car insurance. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went to grab my little slip in my wallet to type it in the car, the car insurance and it said expired and a while ago. So I think we need to. Uh, so no, no, ta- no, no tags? No tags. No insurance. No insurance. No dice, dude. I, I have a business idea. You take all of these like email automations and like mail stuff that nobody reads. Like no, nobody our age reads any of that stuff. And you make some sort of like automated thing where it like DMs the person. Like everybody opens all of their DMs mm-hmm. unless you're like ridiculously. Most people are not ridiculous. Like getting a ridiculous amount of DMs. Unless you're like Joe Rogan, right? But if you like a normal person reads all of their DMs, like a hundred, like even the ones where it's like scammy, like like porn websites like you're you like you click s- on you're like wow that this one was creative yeah it's gone right you see you, you see all of them like if state farm slid into your dms is like hey you need to renew and you saw the little blue check mark you'd be like i gotta renew and they can have that link right there and you click up and you're good because yeah, honestly i trust that, that more than when the guy calls me yeah and i'm like I just are you really state farm or even an email like they're just blue check marks yeah you check to everything that'd be fantastic i love blue check marks I'm, I'm pro blue check mark um yeah we're Pro blue check mark on this podcast. I never thought we'd arrive yeah. at this point in this mm-hmm. podcast, but nonetheless, what's your average quality, man? I'm going to combine both of yours with a little bit of adulting and a little bit of a youth um, troubles, and I'm going to combine them with my average quality being going to visit my younger brother and partying with his with him and feeling like I was out of place, Ooh. and I'm just three years older. Ooh. Oh man, That's a bad place to be. In life. So he, they had just moved out of it. They're required to live in the dorms for two years, so they're going to their house for the first time first night living in the house and i was with my younger brother and all of his buddies and they're all um just in the new house like super hyped and i'm three years older and i'm like removed from college and i just felt 
weird and i was trying to be someone that was like fitting in and shit and like being all being myself being like a goofball but i was like i don't know if they're buying this or not like they like i don't know what their play is here were you nervous to like bring up that you wanted to drink a white claw you're like hey guys we'll get clawed tonight like you ever did that go through your head at any point? i did i know i suggested it and they're all like no let's get let's get hams and <laughs> let's get uh they have this thing what's the milwaukee milwaukee's no. best maybe yeah that's it's, a beer not that I would know. Yes. Well, I'm 21, so. Yeah. yeah you are 21. You do know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. And uh, it was hilarious, dude. Like, and I was like, no, I'll get you guys some, like, some shandies and, like, do something, like, get some some good beers and, like, we can drink some good beers. An and IPA? Did you say? No IPA, but I was going <laughs> to. Are you that old? <laughs> something that was, like, had, like, maybe even, like, Coors Light. Honestly, they were going the the butt of the butt with hams and Natty Light and. Uh, yeah. Cause it's thirty for fifteen, and I was like, "All right, let's fucking ride." It's a killer dude. Yeah, look, I when you, I love how you evaluate it based off the quantity. Like any time I walked into the liquor store when I was first able to drink, it was like just went right to the back where I knew where I could get thirty beers for like fourteen ninety nine. I was like, "Best deal ever, fifty cents a beer." Let's get. Who going. cares how it tastes? I'm never even gonna think twice about this. Yeah, yeah. who cares how it tastes, right? But now we're all freaking picky and only drinking like four beers. Or before it was like you're yeah. drinking like twelve, and you just didn't think twice oh, about it, dude. You, you got the pizza in the oven, and yeah. you're doing it. <laughs> just describe my Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Ty. So you, did you? You just got out of the dorms, right? Yeah. Well, this is this last year is my first year living outside the dorms. Yeah. So you only have to live in. The, I guess you don't even have to, but I only lived one year at the University of Minnesota, okay. and then I was at an apartment last year, and I'm still there. Okay. You like apartment life? I never lived in an apartment before. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, you don't have to worry about... You didn't really realize all the things you had to worry about in, like, a dorm. First of all, like, when you're sitting in a dorm and you were hanging out, like, you're just sitting on beds and, like, uncomfortable chairs and stuff, and that's kind of weird. Now you have, like, a place to lounge, which is super nice. You don't have to worry about being quiet at certain hours. You don't have to worry about anybody, like, knocking at your door. And, like, I remember the big thing was you're hanging out in a room and maybe some people had some alcoholic beverages open. And, of course, everybody that lives in a dorm is not allowed to drink alcoholic beverages mm. and so all of a sudden you hear a knock the door and just cups disappear and you don't have to worry about that sort of thing so it's you know it's really nice to be able to have that sort of freedom and and be able to control the temperature i think that would be the second biggest thing because yeah, temp- we can't control the temperature even in this room so don't say it's not gonna be guaranteed for life oh. i won't set. i won't set that expectation i'll just yeah. be hot for the rest of my yeah, life tyler control the controllables man that's that's all I'll say about that. Amen to that, dude. I'm gonna bounce right off that and go straight to my. What did you learn? Is okay. that cool? You're just gonna go. Yeah, I'm you do just, that a lot. I'm gonna jump into. You're it. good at transitioning with yourself, and I like that. Keep going. I'm, I'm a guy that you're like, hot, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I just did my average quality. That was good. That was good content. What well, yeah. you had earlier, so now let's just carry that. Let's carry that in. All right. So my average quality. Thank you, Caleb, for always giving me some knowledge here. Um, yeah. Also, Caleb just called me. I don't know what that's about, but you were meeting him at eight. Yeah, I got some time. I think. Yeah, seven thirty. Hey, Andy. Are you ever going to get an ad read right on the first try? You know, I think I'm just trying too hard, and I just got to relax. Andy, serious. Come on, dude. That's who you are. We're talking back pocket, and we're talking visionary manufacturing with custom apparel for you. Bingo. Let's just cut to the chase, big boy. Invest in your dreams. Manifest that custom apparel, that custom idea that's been weighing on your mind for months, years, however long, and create with Visionary Manufacturing. Hit us up today to book a custom order at backpocketatvisionarymfg.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at visionarymfg.com. Um, availability uh, 
how do I say this word? Heuristic? Heuristic? Yeah, let me uh, help you out here. Heuristic? Ooh, that is a heuristic. Heuristic? Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's a word, right? You keep going on yeah. that. I'll yeah. uh, double check that for you. Availability heuristic, I believe, is how you say it. And it is a mental shortcut that relies on immediate examples that can that come to a given person's mind when evaluating a specific topic. And didn't know that they had a phrase for that, but that happens to me and a lot of people all day long. Wait, can you say it one more time? Availability heuristic is when you th- um you fill that sp- you fill you you your mind becomes your mind takes the uh the route of figuring out what what's going to happen because of something that's already happened. Mm. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, so heuristics are just things yeah, in general that are mental shortcuts. So there are representative heuristics. There are like a primacy or a recency effect are examples of heuristics. They're just things that your mind does to mm-hmm. take shortcuts. So availability heuristic would be something that's like right in front of you. And you're like, oh, that's how you make you basically generalize something based off of immediate evidence to you. So if you saw me and how well I was dressed, you'd be like, man, all 21 year olds are really well dressed yeah that'd be an availability heuristic because i'm right in front of you or like the stove is on stove's hot don't touch the stove mental shortcut um no you would see the hot stove and you'd be like oh wow that's that style stove all those stoves are hot yeah that's deck has the idea you don't have the idea andrew yes i do no it's like think of it's think about like a stereotype it's like you're you're making like a stereotype and it's based off of what is right in front of you Mm. yeah so that's what avail that's what an availability heuristic is like you're seeing like how here's another one you're seeing a a young kid on his phone going into a door and he's just on his phone and he like can't even find the door to open the door but he gets it and finally goes in you're like geez that kid's always on his phone and then you just make the generalization that kids that are 17 are always on their phones gotcha Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then, just to follow up, I got this for you. Oh. This is how, how you're supposed to say it. Heuristic. 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 Yeah. So, got that going for us. Good for us. Yeah. So, I didn't necessarily learn it, but now I did learn it, and I feel better for it. Good for you. Correct. So, I learned something yeah. on the podcast, and I'm uh, I'm enlightened. So, thank you guys for walking me through that. Awesome. So, I, I'm just going to go right off it, off this because you, you were throwing out definitions, yeah. and I, that's another thing I learned. So, I found out what declination means. And when someone brought it up to me, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Can you repeat that? What was that word? Declination. Declination. Not a declaration. Not a- declination, like a bunch of fans of Declan. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, dude. I was like, fuck, our podcast got big fast. Declination. They literally came up with a name, like a, a word that was for me. Would there be two ends in there? Um, Declination. It'd be cool. I don't know how it like it would work out like symmetry-wise, but if you just did Declan and then the end was really big and then Asian on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the end was just centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how that works out, though. Yeah. Uh, that's a t-shirt. So T-shirt. Anyways. Ding. Turns out that... That's not the case, unfortunately. And while we can run with this idea after this podcast, that's one thing. But another thing is the actual definition of declination is in astronomy, it's the angular distance of a point north or south of the celestial equator. So Mm. there is declination in measuring or in uh, tools that are measuring distances. So, for example, like on our construction site, we have things that we're measuring out. 150 feet there is declination built into that instrument to account for the curvature of the earth there's certain curvature in the earth that it accounts for to keep their lines straight and accurate nice dude yeah 
So that's way cooler than like Declan Nation, right? I think it's uh right now it is, but I think you have a little bit more potential. I think that's that's always gonna stay what it is. Yeah, that's always gonna stay up here. Yeah. Like right now, I'm looking at him like, damn, that's a dope ass. That's a dope definition, and I could try and elevate. That's like my goal would be elevate, right? You're gonna elevate. Yeah, yeah. I think you got there. Create a cult. There's potential. Yeah, Declan there's opportunity. Nation. Are you gonna seize that opportunity? I hope so. I hope yeah. the back pocket does. Yeah. yeah. Stick stick with me on this. I think declination. So declination could have some declination. So as declination expands across the earth, it has declination in the sense that it curves with the earth, which means that when you t- touch different cultures, touch different countries, you're you're like assimilating into those countries. So declination, declination has declination because as you expand and go global, you're able to, you know, assimilate and appropriate into all these mm. different cultures and have, you know, a good sense of declination by, you know, curving and adapting to those cultures. I am all for this. Dude. Holy shit. That's dope. Yeah. De- not- declination wow. now has multitude of, ne- of, uh, meaning. And I, I think, I think declination will become declination <sighs> with how you, with that type with, of, with, with, yeah. with how you're attacking it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. They go one, they're one in the same. Yeah. Wow, I was I was thinking I I was thinking very selfishly. I was thinking of it of I want to beat declination, the definition where you were like, no, join forces with declination and take over the world. You know, that's the that's the uh, what the what does uh, our man famous Dave say? It's the industrial way of thinking of retirement. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> retirement industrial. That, yeah. that was one of my favorite parts of that podcast was when so. We had to, you know, Dave doesn't do stairs. Like, we we already talked about that, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Dave doesn't do stairs. And as we're setting up our podcast equipment, we have Jack Burke as our producer, which where does he sit on the producer lineup? Is he third? Yeah, we'll, we'll put him at three. Sure, yeah. whatever. Um, but anyways, so Jack is, you know, making small talk with Dave. And, you know, Dave's an older guy. He sold Famous Dave for $550 million. Guy's sitting well. And Jack goes, so, uh. You you gonna you're thinking about retirement and Dave just fires back and goes retirement is an industrial way of thinking um it doesn't retirement's really no longer a thing and Jack was just like God damn it <laughs> like yeah. oh, oh shit oh, okay yeah. okay how do you respond goes, to that he goes retirement in the forty hour work week industrial way of thinking yeah we're like all right yeah I mean he's right I'm right yeah you're no right. one works forty hours a week and not a lot of people want to retire yeah or a lot of people just want to do what they want to do not retire. exactly. So, okay. Anyways, I digress. Ty, what'd you learn, man? So I'm doing a lot of a lot of work in spreadsheets with my internship. I'm kind of a, a spreadsheet aholic right now. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, this has nothing. I mean, I'm getting pretty good at spreadsheets. But side side point of my what did I learn? Uh, so I had to look up some some news statistics. So I had to look up. Basically, the premise was I had just to get some of the top news publications in the in the world. And so I, I had to think about how I wanted to sort of, you know, when you say top news publications, like, what does that mean? Is it the most viewed? Is it the most circulated? Like, you know, what does that mean? Uh, so I settled on a list from 538, which you guys probably know what 538 does. They do a bunch of forecasting and, and statistical work with sports and with politics and all sorts of stuff. It's a website, Twitter account, really good stuff. Nate Silver mm-hmm. is the uh, the lead guy there. I think he might work at ESPN now. Anyway. 538 put out this list of the most, what they call the most influential news publications. And they did that by seeing how many times other places cited that publication. So the more times that that, that article was cited from that publication, the more influential it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so this is the basis of SEO as well. 
Um, I'm not sure. So this is it kind of trans translates into that because they had all these different publications. So things that were only print, things that were only online, right? Mm -hmm. And this list highlighted publications that started off as online publications and still remain widely as online only publications. So think of things like Wired or Mashable or BuzzFeed, all these sort of Hype beast. Hype, right. So this list was 242 deep. I went for the purposes that I was using the list only to do about 100. Um, and I would say, I think if I remember correctly, 97 or 98 of the top 100 most influential uh, publications were still print. So the Whoa. yeah, so the ones that were online only or predominantly online, and of course, a lot of these, you know, when you have like the New York Times and the Washington Post, these are ones that are probably pretty regularly viewed online, probably even more so than they're viewed in print. But th the part that struck me was these ones that were started solely online are still not even you know holding a candlelight to the ones that are seen as more traditional. So I thought that was really interesting. Like as really, much, yeah. So as much as we see the internet taking over and as much as we and again like washington post new york times all of these are probably consumed more online than they're consumed in print but you know if you're looking to start a, a blog or you're looking to start like a news publication online you got a long hill to climb because your influence as it was you know described here is not going to be close to the ones that have you know been around and been in print for much longer hmm. you know what's crazy about that actually is uh you know, the the whole idea, like, that journalism is not as um, highly accredited anymore because of, like, Twitter. Right. Because everybody has – it's an equal platform. It's just a desert land of people putting out news, information, hot takes, everything. And uh, I was listening to this podcast, this Joe Rogan podcast, which by far, like, I'm an hour into it, and it's phenomenal. Um, 1309 for those listening. Um, and he talks about like how it, it, this exact reason of like the, the whole print aspect and how um, in the future he sees the internet sort of leveling into big um, either like in, it's simplifying essentially where your commerce is handled everything through Amazon and then everybody has products that they just sell through Amazon. So Amazon becomes the central hub for commerce. Mm -hmm. No one else can really compete with it. They're just a bigger realm within the internet. Then like your news, um, like your your social media would be one where it's like handled by Facebook and, and, and Twitter and Instagram. And that's one thing. And then you have like news. So like if you saw something on Twitter, if it wasn't cited from this news source, then you w would know not to believe it. Right. So it would basically level it out in a sense where it's not necessarily your you have to question everything. And they said the leading runners are the people who are trying to go for this right now because this is something that is being fought after for this next upcoming ten years. It was all these print companies. It was like New York Times, Washington, uh, was like Washington Post, and. Mm -hmm. All that it was it was really really interesting. Star Tribune, Star Tribune, uh, yeah, sure. Shout Pioneer out to the, Press, yeah, Pioneer Press. Shout out to the Star Trib. Star okay, Tri Star Trib was actually in the in the top one hundred of most influential press like outlets, and so were things mm -hmm. like the well, I'll be damned. Journal Sentinel, which is the Milwaukee publication, like a lot of smaller niche ones were, but you know it gets down to a hundred. But again, that just goes to show that something like the Star Tribune is cited more times than something like a Mashable or BuzzFeed or Wired that's mm -hmm. predominantly online just for the reason that you said is because it is, you know, 
more accredited or held to a higher esteem or however you want to s- say mm-hmm. it, but it's just you know still so much more yeah. influential. So how close are they to doing that, you think, where we'll have like control over all these opinions? Because the news now is just opinions. It's right. just like a bunch of opinionists that people gravitate towards. They like their opinions, so they're just going to side with their news stories. So I think when Gen Z becomes more mature, when that, I would say, when the 15-year-old becomes the 20, so I would, say, I would still say give it about 10 years. Um, because we're growing up in an industry right now of clickbait shit. And the New York Times is doing it. The Washington Post is doing it. CNN. Everybody's doing the clickbait because... We're doing it. We're doing it, right. Everyone does it because your revenue as these websites are paid per click. So you have to find ways to generate traffic to your website. And clickbait is a great way to do it. Now, when you're growing up in that industry where only the only thing you've ever known is clickbait, you're not. You're going to have. You're going to be much more numb to it. You're much more. You're going to be less susceptible to the clicking, which is when I think there will be that transition of the authenticity, where you find something, you find a brand that speaks more to you, and you just go and take that from that source. But what I'm saying is, in the next ten years, that New York Times is going to recognize th- those sources and then just basically house the platform that they can then distribute. Mm. Okay. You see what I'm saying there? Yep. So it's not like New York Times is going to be the, the, the dominant force. They're just going to be the ones that kind of create the sphere or the out- atmosphere in which everything can get blasted off and that everyone can sort of trust. Or there's regulations to which it can be trusted. And you're thinking 10 years? I think 10 years. Is, I that, think, is that what they were saying on the pod? Um, I that, haven't got that far. Okay. And to I be put, honest, I want to make sure you guys listen to shit because it was... The right number. Yeah. Anyways, right feel good story. We got one. Feel good story is got to go to number thirteen oh nine. It is thirteen oh nine. Yeah, love that, man. Jerry, I think the feel good story just is gonna. I'm gonna reinforce how we started this bad boy. Um, to the Boatella, yes, dude, because it's gonna it's gonna be something that uh, everyone's gonna want to be at, and it's it's g- taken a lot out of our uh, he- of our time and our headspace to figure this shit out. Yeah, in the best of ways. And yeah, I, and I love every second of it. So I just want people to come and appreciate it because. The people that are already showing up, we're stoked about, and we just want to make sure everyone has this opportunity to just ball out at a Boatella. That is going to be something that's so unique and so funny, and, and it, like, I'm so stoked. Yeah, I mean, it's just a massive party on a boat, and like we want what the, the coolest thing about it, to be honest, is like us taking the leap to throw something like this. It's not it like yeah, you can look at the financials and say like wow, they rented out a boat and yeah, they're going to have a band and yeah, maybe drink deals or whatever. Like that's one thing. But the, the fact that we're like a podcast that doesn't really sell anything, we only just create content and we've now created a community through the creation and the commitment to our content and to what we believe. And we want to host an event for the people that believe and want to be together in that. That's what I want to sell to people. That's, that's why I want you to buy a ticket. That's why I want you to come to this event because it is going to be a culmination of what we've done for the past two and a half years. And again, do Andrew and I know how to throw a boat cello event party? No, but we know how to. But we're doing it. But we're doing it, and we're going to lock in, and we've watched Fire Festival on Hulu and Netflix, so all bets are off on that happening. Yeah, We, we, we did our research. We did our research. We got the, the right blueprint down. Yeah. We, everyone looked at Fire Festival, and they're like, dude, Billy fucked up. This is not good. This should never happen again. And I looked at it as like, a learning experience of like, okay, so when we throw our festival, what are we going to do? Yeah. 
Don't know. We're not going to tell them anything. <laughs> we're, we're not going to give any information out. And it's going to work. It's going to work. So thanks to marketing interns for trusting us because we're going to ball out for you guys. Absolutely. And I will also add a uh, feel-good story. Ty being in the studio, dude, you fucking crushed on your first episode. And number two, Joe Rogan is coming to town September 14th. And when I tell you that, I just want to freaking tell this man thank you. That's one thing that I'm most excited about. But I want to set it as a goal to have enough have enough clout on this podcast to where he wants to like come on the show. Ooh. Wow. That'd be... We have how many months, gentlemen? That'd be insurmountable. We have September 14th. We have all of June, all of July, all of August. We have three months to figure this shit out. Set your deadlines and make it happen. We're going to need the marketing interns hitting the DMs on yeah, we need this. We need we need them their help, and it starts with Bocello. So starts now. starts now. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review. And, uh, yeah, no, this is just a good at. Let's just do this a couple times so we have this as a gift. Okay. Anyways, love you guys. Take care. Take care. But I've been thinking-